0: Rushduni Radio presents Systematic Theology in Two Volumes by Russus John Rushduni, narrated by Nathan F. Conkey, produced with permission by the Calcedon Foundation. 20. The Great Prophet Moses in Deuteronomy 18, 15 and 18 spoke of the coming of the great prophet, and Philip told Nathanael that Jesus of Nazareth was this great one. John A prophet can be very briefly defined as one who speaks for God. The prophet applies God's law word to himself, all men, and all the earth. He speaks and acts in the name of God and under the authority of his word. From this definition it is clear that Adam and all men born of Adam have a prophetic calling. They are either true and faithful prophets or false prophets. The word given to Adam in the creation mandate Genesis thirteen to seventeen and nineteen is a prophetic calling. Adam and all men born of Adam are required to exercise dominion and to subdue the earth in terms of God's law, word and kingdom. Man sought an independent or humanistic prophetic calling, and this is the meaning of the fall. Peter, preaching in the temple, declared that Jesus Christ is the prophet foretold in Deuteronomy 18.15, Acts 2.22-23. and 23. Earlier, our Lord identified himself as a prophet, Luke 13.33. Again and again, he spoke of himself as the bringer of the Father's word. John 8, 26 to 28, 12, 49 following, 14, 10, and 24, 15, 15, 17, 8, and 20. The people recognised him as a prophet Matthew 21, 11, and 46, Luke 7, 16, 24, 19, John 3, 2, 4, 19, 6, 14, 7, 40, 9, 17, Christ, in his prophetic office, makes emphatic the reality of the Incarnation. As very God of very God, he could speak, saying, quote, I say unto you, quote, whereas the prophets before him said, quote, Thus saith the Lord. He spoke the whole word of God to man, and as the faithful prophet kept that every word of God, Matthew 4.4. 4, Paul and the apostolic company tell us in Hebrews four fourteen to 16 Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. For we have not an high priest, which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted, like as we are, yet without sin. Let us, therefore, come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Quote. Although the focus here is on the priestly office of Christ, the prophetic and royal functions are no less in view. The first prophet, Adam, being tempted, sought an independent and humanistic prophetic role. All of us, as Adam's sons, still bear in this life the marks of that fall and the feelings thereof? The great prophet Jesus Christ overcame that temptation to be a false prophet, Matthew 4, 1-11, and remained without sin. Thus, because of his temptations, he understands our frailties, and because of his sinlessness, he is our perfect high priest and intercessor. In that temptation he stood as the true prophet, answering the devil with God's word. He shows us all, therefore, how to be true prophets. Thus the first word of the true prophet is, quote, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Matthew 4.4, Deuteronomy three. Our Lord's great prophetic answer is thus the total word of God. Satan advocates a partial word or a wrongly emphasised word, Matthew four six, but our Lord insists on the every word. To pick and choose at God's word is to place ourselves above it and to reduce it to a resource for man to use. The true prophet stands on the whole word of God without reservation. Christ, as the faithful prophet, answers Satan each time with scripture, declaring, quote, it is written, end quote, Matthew four four seven ten. 7, 10. In his incarnation, he subordinates himself to God's word. Thus, God incarnate moves in total obedience to the triune God and to the law word of God. Man as prophet can do no less. The second word of that true prophet is, quote, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God, quote, Matthew 4, 7. The word translated as tempt is ekpeirazo, the intensive form of pierazo, to tempt, test, try, prove, or in any way put to a test. Satan's demand was let God prove himself God, let God prove his goodness and care for man. The prophetic word of the great prophet is that it is God who is alone, the Lord. Therefore, whereas God can test or try man, man cannot bring God before his humanistic bar of judgment, nor any other kind of judgment. God is the judge, not the judged. False apologetics demand that God's word and God be tested by reason we have the amazing audacity of Cornell, whose rationalism led him to declare, quote, Bring on your revelations. Let them make peace with the law of contradiction and the facts of history, and they will deserve a rational man's assent. A careful examination of the Bible reveals that it passes these stringent examinations, summa cum laude, end quote. Since Carnell wrote these words, some of his associates and successors at Fuller Seminary, in applying their reason to scripture, have not found it to pass summa cum laude, perhaps at best only cum laude. Whatever judgment man gives, man can take away. Man's reason is God's creation, like all of man. Shall the thing made pass judgment on the Maker? Romans 9.10, Isaiah twenty nine sixteen sixty four eight. It should be a rebuke to the theologians that God incarnate, who was himself ultimate and absolute reason, gave as his answer to Satan not reason but scripture, God's word. Had he attempted to reason with Satan, he would have acknowledged the validity of an appeal to a common ground shared by both God and Satan, and to which both are accountable. This would have made a universal and imminent reason, an indwelling aspect of all being, God over God. Instead, Jesus Christ as the true prophet answered with the fiat word of God, it is written, quote. Third, Jesus Christ, in his final prophetic word to Satan, declares, quote, It is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Quote, Matthew 4.10 The second prophetic word was from Deuteronomy 6.16, and it has reference to the incident at Massa when Israel judged God because God did not make all things conform to their will. Exodus 17.1-7 Israel refused to accept problems or testing. God had to perform at their demand and need. This third prophetic word cites Deuteronomy 6.13 and 10.20. It also echoes the first and great commandment, Thou shalt have none other gods before me, quote Exodus 23, Deuteronomy 5.7, Matthew 22.37, Mark 12.30, Luke 10.27. The first and continual false god we place before the living God is ourselves, Genesis 3, 5. This is our original sin. The presupposition of Satan as false prophet is that this world, its realms and their glory are all his. He therefore claims the right to lay down the terms of life and its laws. So too does fallen man, who says with Satan to God and Christ, quote, fall down and worship me, end quote, Matthew 4, 9. Let my will be done. The false prophet speaks the independent word, the humanistic word. He demands that God serve man, as against this Christ, the true prophet, declares that only God can be worshipped, served, and obeyed. As God incarnates and King of Kings, Lord of Lords, Revelation 19.16, and God's true prophet, he refuses to depart for a moment from the every word of God, believed, obeyed, and made our means of dominion. Our role thus as God's restored prophets in Christ must be the same. Christ's prophetic calling points to ours, Hello, this is Nathan, the narrator. Find my past and present projects and more at nathanteacher.com.